you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. Family Radio, the Friday edition. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for listening and uh, journeying with us to this Friday. It was a short week, so uh, some people may say it was easier for us to get to Friday with y'all. <laughs> we only hey. had to tolerate four days. Man. And See, then they say yeah. three days with her. <laughs> Oh, not, oh, no. not, not her. <laughs> they're so grateful for Wednesdays with Will. They're so oh. grateful. They're just, I'm telling you, it's no, like, they're they're like, like, when Mika getting back? No, no, I don't think so. We can argue over this if you want. I don't think so. I think on Wednesdays, they're like, like oil upon your face. <laughs> no, like that's, it, it no. begins to minister to them. There's no, something. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm totally secure. Listen, uh, we have made it to Friday. And yeah. um, today in this segment, I believe we have Pastor Joseph with us, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Sitting I'm right so grateful for Pastor Joseph. Okay. <laughs> because we got to highlight the Ten Commandment Project, mm-hmm. uh, Ten Commandments Project, and talk about the new aspect of the Ten Commandments Project that I think will be an encouragement and a blessing to parents. So, Pastor Joseph, without further ado, would you um, tell us more about the Ten Commandments Project and the latest development uh, with the project? All right. Well, thank you, Will and Mickey, for the opportunity to be with you all this afternoon and to share about the project. And I guess I feel like I'm getting more excited about it with every passing day. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We have more and more kids that are getting involved, and these kids have some powerful speeches that are Mm. really preaching you know Mm -hmm. so uh, (laughs) uh, I have at least five recorded in my possession and a good number on the way still Mm -hmm. but but basically again the Ten Commandments project of course is a project we've actually been doing for a few years but basically Mm -hmm. it consists of uh, two different sides of it Uh, it was for the last few years one was where either we would lead uh, a six-week project of teaching the meaning behind the Ten Commandments over a period of time, typically in a church or a boys and girls club, or we gave basic uh, insights about the project and encouraged other churches. And we had one particular church, uh, Community Chapel in Shelby, they just took the ball and ran with it and got mm-hmm. a lot of kids involved, and they would regularly send us pictures of on <laughs> Facebook of their kids getting T-shirts. Wow. They really got excited about it. Mm-hmm. And so... Basically, it was such that we would teach, and as a part of the project, if each child that would memorize the Ten Commandments, they would get a free T-shirt with the Ten Commandments on the back. But also, as we go through the program again, we would teach the meaning of the basic, the Ten Commandments, as we went through. Uh, Something I think it's wise for us as believers to know is the Ten Commandments is sort of like what you could say a God-designed foundational curriculum in the Word of God that summarizes the wisdom of all of God's Word in one brief ten set of ten guidelines God gives us for living life. Mm. And it's a, a great tool for teaching and discipling our kids. Well, the other side, of course, is if a parent just simply has their child to memorize the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and they listen to the child, say them by memory, the parent just calls us up, says, 
My 10-year-old uh, said the Ten Commandments to me in short form. They're a size small. This is my address. And so we sent him a T-shirt. So those are the two sides. The new aspect is we have now uh, a Ten Commandments speech project mm. whereby we're challenging young people to either write a speech or to get help writing a speech or even have us to help them write the speech. But they present the speech, they record it on their their cell phone and send it to us. And, of course, the uh, contest is set up to where there are monetary prizes with the first places. So it is a contest. Mm-hmm. Um, first place is a $150 prize, second place $125, third place $100, fourth $80, and fifth place $60. Every participant will get a gift and or a T-shirt, a uh, Ten Commandments T-shirt as well. But those monetary prizes go from places one to five. And again, we've really been excited. We've had a number of entries so far, and mm-hmm. all of the speeches have been not just good; they've been outstanding. Mm. They've been really, mm-hmm. really good. So, we're man, excited. this is so exciting! Awesome. So, you know, we had we had a, such a fun uh, morning this morning because uh, Will the Great gave JD a deadline that he had to be <laughs> done writing his speech by tomorrow, hmm. and so he was talking to me about this yesterday, and he was all like, you know. I, I have a deadline. He's like, I have to, I have to write my speech, you know, he's like, and I can't believe I helped dad with like setting my deadline, you know? And so I was like, well, this is good. Maybe you need a little bit of pressure um, to, to work, to do this, you know? And so last night, just before he was going to bed, his mind, this just shows like how kids process things, right? Like it's, it's now real. It's not just, Hey, if you would like, or if you're interested, it is, no, you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what your deadline is. Yeah. And that is exactly what he needed to get the fire lit. And so last night, um, as he was going to bed, he said, he, he goes, Mom, I, I'm going to have to write this tomorrow. Now, listen, emphasis on as he was going to bed, which means I was already in bed. All right. <laughs> and he says, can you can you give me some pointers? So as any parent who cares about the spiritual growth and development and, you know, maturation of their children, I said to him, Son, go to bed tomorrow. We'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> go pray. The Lord will speak to you. All right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fall asleep right here. And uh, I said, we'll talk about it in the morning. And so sure enough, it's the first thing on his mind. He wakes up and Pastor Joseph, he knocks out that speech. Mm. He knocked out the speech this morning and he kept bringing it to me and he said, you know, here's where I want to go. Here's what I'm thinking. And he goes, I don't want it to go on too long. But he went from thinking, I don't know if I can do this to mm. I'm, I have to do this <laughs> to I'm excited to do this. And the last thing he said, <laughs> man, I'm kind of sad that it's over. Like now I'm, I'm done with it. So he, he has done his first edit and he's going to rewrite it and then he's going to record it and you'll have it soon. And I'm excited about it because I saw something changing in him working on this mm. just in this one thing i saw mm. him growing and maturing and making connections in the word of god about the 10 commandments yeah and so well, it was just extraordinary well you know mickey that that's a powerful story of just the way the holy spirit works in a, a project like this in it because i think of this like um a, one of our participants of course the young lady named autumn her parents said there's she was that's all she was talking about for a period of time. Her speech and the Ten Commandments. They <laughs> were just so excited. And uh she's a precious little girl. She sent her video in and actually sent us two copies. The second copy was better than the first of her the Come same on. speech. And but the the idea that she gets excited about it is it, it, it brings to my mind this very important truth. 
We live in a world where we as believers should be wise enough to challenge our kids and to help center them in the Word of God, which is the key to all of life. Hmm. On the other hand, we live in a world where many kids are they're rooted in darkness. They're rooted in things that are bad for them, negative for them, and it has the opposite effect. Because I think of, for example, sad story recently of three middle school girls went off into the woods and two of them tried to murder the third. Oh. And you have to ask, why in the world would little girls have it in their mind to murder? Yeah. They've, been in, they've been looking at and exposed to darkness, toxic darkness, that has affected their mind, their whole approach to life. What a tragedy because our children are designed to love Jesus Hmm. and to run after Jesus. And if we do our part, our kids can be rooted in the right thing, the Hmm. Word of God. And that's what a project like this is about, rooting them in the Word of God. Wow. You know, I I have to say, um, so J.D. was vacillating between. He he wanted to do it. He was like, ah. Mm -hmm. And so I I remember something my dad did with me when I was uh, thinking about starting a Christian club in my high school. And uh, I was, like, not sure if I was going to do it. And my dad said, and uh, uh, he said, you know, Will, people are, are sheep. They're just, they're just looking for somebody to start it off, and mm-hmm. they'll follow. <laughs> and that was all the encouragement I, need, I needed at that point to, to go ahead and start that club. And I did. Mm-hmm. And it came together. And it lasted well, years after I left, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was my dad who just encouraged me to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And so... I thought about that moment in my life and I was like, well, this is a moment, you know, for JD that he's going back and forth. He wanted, he wants to do it, but he's kind of like, ah, I don't know. I said, mm-hmm. man, let's set a deadline to do it. <laughs> and so just a lesson from my father. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was great. And, and, and the result of it is that he did it. And, and not only, and, and speaking of being sheep, because the other two siblings who are of writing age um, got to hear him say it, read it for us. Mm. And I saw some eyes darting like, <laughs> oh, man, we got to step up our game here because J.D., he's the youngest of the three and he's already written it. Hey, mm. but you mentioned Autumn. Um, I think we have a recording where we can kind of like play just a sample so that our listeners, if your parents or grandparents listening and you're like, well, give us an idea. What might it sound like if um, our kid or grandkid wanted to participate? So here is Autumn's uh, clip. Here we go. Hi, my name is Autumn Avery Thomas, and we will do my speech. The commandment that means the most to me is honor your mother and father. It is important to honor your parents because it is pleasing to God. We have to listen and obey them. We cannot be ugly or rude to them because that will not make God happy. We want to make sure that everything we do is pleasing to God. We have to do what we are told even when we don't want to. This is important because we want to make it to heaven. I will always do my best to honor my mama and my dad. I will even listen to other grown-ups as well. This is the <laughs> sweetest thing. Oh my goodness. I How just I I love it. Autumn is seven years old. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, if Guys. you think the audio of the speech is great, you should need to see her video. Man. Because okay. she does a beautiful job of looking up <laughs> to, at the camera. And if I had to guess, I'm guessing either she'll be a preacher or president one day. <laughs> so, beautiful speech. This is fantastic. Like, I, I absolutely love this. So, again, 
Pastor Joseph, we've got people who are listening who um, are saying maybe like Will said, oh, yeah, they're going to do it. All right. <laughs> and, and so they want to get started. How can they learn more information? Where do they submit um, the speeches? How, how do they get all of that to you? Well, again, my email is jparker at afa.net. If they just email us, of course, we'll send them the basic information about the Ten Commandments as well as the pictures of the, what the T-shirt looks like. Uh, we, our goal is, of course, encouraging people to get involved in all three levels. Just like, for example, we, as I mentioned, one church in particular really took it and ran with it, had a several-week project, and, uh, in fact, recently was in touch with us, sharing with us some really interesting uh, results after they'd done the teaching project where they were sharing how that they had kids. Like one child said something along this line. They said, well, you know, I used to go to the, the Dollar General and I used to steal, but I've stopped doing that. Mm. And another one mentioned that he used to get his mom's credit card and blow it up, you know, but he said he's not wow. going to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so it's, uh, so basically like to to his if, mom. <laughs> if they email us, we'll send them the information about the project. And again, that's for a church to get involved with as a, as a youth project or an individual parent. If they just simply have their child to memorize the Ten Commandments in short form, we have a little uh, short form study sheet. And if they recite them to us, we take the parents' word for it mm -hmm. um, that they recited them. And we just need their size and the address. But the speech contest, of course, the parents can help the child. It, now, some children don't need help. They can write it themselves. But mm -hmm. some children may ask for help. And we've had a number of people to let us know that say, well, uh, I need some help. Can you help us? Well, we'll help them with their speech as well. And mm -hmm. so I've helped with a number of the children's speeches as well. But um, they can get involved on any level. But one of the things I would say, uh, Will and Mickey, is that one of the reasons why I think it's so important for this to be taken serious is because the fact is the devil's trying to swallow our children alive. Mm -hmm. And we need to get serious about really reaching them for Christ and help them be disciples. Amen. 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 The Ten Commandments Project. You can learn more by shooting an email to Pastor Joseph Parker, jparker at afa.net, jparker at afa.net. Uh, we cannot waste this time and yeah. we cannot underestimate the ability that God has given our kids to retain information and to communicate that information accurately. I expect and I suspect that many of our kids are going to surprise us as they undertake to do this. May it be so. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio, the Friday edition. We'll take the break and be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Mission Not a Day Late. All right. Um, Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show, which means um, we are opening the phone lines up. This is Friday, so we try to get in way more of your calls, um, or as many as we can, all throughout the week. It varies. But on Fridays, we like to hear from you a little bit more. So let me give the number. Uh, you can get queued up. You can talk about anything that we have discussed this week or maybe something that you want to bring to our attention. As we like to say, 
if we don't know about it, we're just going to tell you we don't know about it. We're right. not going to try to like double speak or pivot to something. You know how people do all we just I'll say, oh, I don't know. You know, and then you'll just have to, you know, judge me. Um, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Uh, this week we talked twice about decline, decay and decadence in the United States of America. And on Wednesdays with Will, Will the Great discuss the attributes of God, that those attributes should draw us to him and away from sin. Uh, so we can talk about that. And because it was an abbreviated show, that's basically the gist of what we discussed this week. Mm -hmm. um, those two topics, uh, one of them in two parts. So if you want to comment on that or ask us anything um, that pertains to the things that we normally talk about on this show, got to say that, <laughs> then go right ahead. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. While the number is going out and the calls are getting queued up, um, for your Friday appreciation, uh -oh. I would like to present to you this story. Here now, this is hilarious. I had to double check just to see if this were true. Not that I don't believe Matt Walsh, but he is very <laughs> sarcastic. So sometimes he says and writes things that you, you go, did that really happen? Or is he just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, Matt Walsh is very sarcastic, dry sarcasm, like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so anyway, uh, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, if, if people are like, who's Matt Walsh? Um, anyway, well-known commentator looking at culture and politics and all that stuff, mostly culture. Um, so I saw this come up in my news feed about 47 minutes ago. Okay? okay. And the post said, let me read the post for you. The post said, I'm so inspired by the outpouring of support in a little over an hour. We've raised $20,000 from more than a thousand generous conservatives to save AOC's abuela from the squalor she's been living in. So like, what? What is <laughs> what you talk about, Willis? Like that's you know, like Matt, what are you doing? Right. So I I read more of the story because there's more, and then I click on the GoFundMe link, and sure enough, <laughs> Matt Walsh organized a GoFundMe fundraiser to raise money to repair. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's grandmother who lives in Puerto Rico, her roof, because AOC took to Twitter to tweet that her grandmother's roof was caving in because President Trump blocked aid after Hurricane Maria. <laughs> now, here's the crazy thing about that. OK, guys, like stay with me. OK. So Matt Walsh sets up a GoFundMe page and says, okay, conservatives, let's help AOC's grandmother. The goal of the GoFundMe page was to raise $48,990. It has raised $38,145. <laughs> but can I tell you what the cherry on top of all of this is? It is the fact that AOC herself drives around in a Tesla 3. Huh. Okay, now, so I had to look some things up, you know, because I'm, 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 you know, not of the Tesla design. You understand? Right. But I was like, okay, wait, so how, what is the value of a Tesla Model 3? And some of you are yelling out numbers right now. You already know. <laughs> some of you cars is your hobby. You're like, yeah. So a Tesla Model 3, the baseline model, like okay. the Model like 3, the it, starts, it starts at 39000 Hmm. 39690 And if you're getting the top of the line, uh -huh. um, 
58,190. Wow. Now, why is Tesla, not Tesla, the girl's name is Alexandria. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's her new name now, y'all. Why Tesla? Okay. Tesla Cortez. Um, Why is Tesla or Ocasio Cortez? -Cortez. Thank you. It's Friday. Um, Why is Tesla taking to Twitter to try to virtue signal that she wants to draw attention to the suffering of people in Puerto Mm -hmm. Rico, including her grandmother. Okay. While not taking time to help her. Why do you understand how crazy you have to be to do something like that? Do you understand? It's like, it's like making some type of video where you're talking about being in desperate need while you're um, trying to find, you know, the cell phone you like to use, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you know, which anyways, um, (laughs) Man, yeah, that's 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 crazy. Insane. She could have paid for that roof many times over. Oh my goodness! I mean, you, no, but the government at least get it started. President it's Trump the exactly. It's his job. That's right. Wow. It was his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. He stopped it. He yeah. he's he blocked the aid that should have gotten to mm. Puerto Rico. I mean, this is just insane. But there's a disconnect out there that is obvious. The fact that this continues on that she didn't right. delete the tweet, take it down, <laughs> didn't feel like. You know, she didn't get a check in her spirit. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> Tesla just left it up there. That's her name, y'all. Tesla. I'm sorry. That is. That is. Oh, All right. Anyways, um, I just thought that was hilarious going that into is. your weekend. That is crazy. Um, 38,000 has been raised by Matt Walsh. 38,000 <laughs> toward the goal of 48,990. Now, my question is... Wh- I just I'm going to watch it, though, because I want to see wh- like is where's the money? How, how are they going to get the funds to make sure that it goes to Tesla's abuela? <laughs> like, how are they going to make sure that it gets to Tesla's abuela? And I just, we just want to make sure that that actually happens. I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I want to see it happen. I want I want news Video cameras the, out there. The I, man, being built. listen, <laughs> being put I, on. I want yeah. Tesla to be there when it happens. <laughs> Nah, Red lipstick and all. She I want Tesla there. there. And I want her there with the news coverage. That's and you know who happen. else I want there? Matt Walsh. <laughs> I want Matt and Tesla to show up in Puerto Rico. Yeah, right. With Abuela and fix the roof. <laughs> That's what I want. It's not going to happen. All right. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Hilarious. Will the Great, where do we Roy go first? Her new name is TOC. TOC. <laughs> That's a good Talk. one, Roy. Talk. I love it. <laughs> All right. Let, let's let's go to Shirley okay. yes. in Tennessee. Hi, Shirley. I want to thank the Lord for you and Mika, Will and Mika and the family out there. You all are so amazing. And oh, I'm so proud you. that you're not afraid to tackle the events and things that are happening up today. Oh, uh, my comment was about the tributes of God, because we know God is holy and loving. And as his servants, we have to be that as well. And so although I realize that we have a lot of people in government right now who I personally don't feel were elected, I feel they were appointed, I just Mm -hmm. want to encourage everybody to pray for them and pray for our government instead of hating, because in the end, we go down, we all go down together, and they're not going to escape their own wickedness. So, and as far as Ocasio-Cortez, I wouldn't give her a dime. And I tell you that's because 
you're supposed to give to those in need, not the greed. Thank you. (laughs) God bless you, Shirley. Shirley. No, I appreciate you. Look, I just want to make sure, though, that it's, it's for Abuela. It's not going to Tesla it's for her grandmother Ocasio Cortez. It's for the grandmother. Now I understand what Shirley's saying. Like yeah. you know, Ocasio Cortez needs to come off her own coins, and she <laughs> needs to help her grandmother instead of saying, "Look at what the government didn't do." Right. Guys, that that is the quintessential picture of what these people think and how they yeah. operate. Guys, I don't know that we have a better real time example of what their convictions are. No, I have the money, <laughs> I have it, but it's not going to Puerto Rico. Mm. You know whose money needs to go to Puerto Rico? Yours and yours and yours. You back there? Yours. That kid down there? Yours. The kid that will be born in the future? His or hers? That's All those people, their money. The baby in the stroller. Empty out your diaper. Mm-hmm. We need all of your funds. Everybody's in turning Orleans. their... <laughs> Yearn. Yearn. <laughs> Yearns. Yearns. His, herns. Everybody's except their own. Mm. Right. This this is the example of that, guys. This is what we say all the time. But this is a real time example. I mean, it it is it's not funny. You know, you know what I mean? Like it could be deeply troubling, but there is some comedy in it. um, Just how perfect this example ends up being. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Brad in Arkansas. Hi, Brad. Yes. Good afternoon. I enjoy your show show as always. Thank you. Thank Um, you. Uh, I have a beloved relative who uh, is trying to do her best to join in um, ways to assist Black Lives Matter, but with staying out of the the organization, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, she's gotten involved with a, a program called Be the Bridge. I was wondering if you guys have heard of that organization. It's basically trying to help incorporate uh, CRT into religion. Mm. Yeah. Um, Listen, uh, I was introduced to be the bridge by one of our listeners, actually. And um, I I was asked to look at a particular church curriculum that they were exploring, or let me not call it that, um, a Bible study series that they were exploring adopting and, uh, and, and this person who listens to our show on a regular basis sent us a message and said, Hey, I know you guys have a lot going on, but I'm just concerned about this. Have you heard about it? Would you look into it? And so, um, I responded that I had not heard about it, but that I would look into it. And so I did look into it. I started watching some of the videos. I started reading some of the content And one of the things that I found first off the top is that it is an attempt to quote unquote Christianize critical race theory. That's, Mm. that's what it is. Um, I I would say, I I would say that there's no place for adopting that in the church. In fact, I I have said that over and over again. Um, I, I don't think that you can clean that up. And, and I think that Christians need to be very careful about what we adopt you know, um, I, man, I really hate to say it the way that I'm about to say it. We have to be careful about what we adopt, even um, when it's presented in the context of the church. Oh, yeah. And some people might say, especially, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, the, the reason I say that is because church used to be a safe place 
for us to receive the truth. Um, and, and maybe for some people they say, no, it was never safe for me, you know, and maybe not. Um, but there, you know, so yeah, be the bridge gets a thumbs down from me. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that. Be the bridge, the Bible studies, the videos, uh, they all get a thumbs down from me. If a church is adopting that, then the church is dragging you into critical studies. And if a church is dragging you into critical studies, then a church is rejecting the authority of the word of God and saying that it is insufficient. Um, You cannot reconcile critical race theory to biblical Christianity. You cannot. And I'm saying that from my deep dive study of it. Um, One of the subjects, one of the topics from the Be the Bridge um, collection was for the participants to recognize their whiteness and to acknowledge their whiteness. <laughs> I, you know, when you have things like that, what you have to do is you have to sit back and say, okay, give me the biblical support for it. Mm-hmm. Give me the biblical support for that. Right. There's none. You're not going to find that. That, that, that is a, a competing philosophy. And, and so anyway, I, I would just say to our brother, Brad, and, um, you know, look, <laughs> that's a that's a firm no from me. That's an unapologetic no, not a hesitant. No, not a maybe. That's a no. Um, and, and that what I just said to you is long form for what I responded to um, our brother who listens and asked about this particular Bible study. Um, basically, I just said, nope. I, I gave the reason <laughs> I gave the reason. And then I said, no. And um, because I trust, you know, they they listen to the show. So we've mm-hmm. covered this extensively. So everything else, if I if I point to this one thing, you understand and recognize these things to be consistent with the things that we've talked about before that we, you know, separate ourselves from. So um, one other thing, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. You any church that invites critical theory, whatever iteration of it you want to call it. Any church that invites critical race theory or critical theory as any type of framework will be destroyed by that Mm. because they are mutually exclusive. They being the gospel and critical theory, critical race theory. They're mutually exclusive. They're not compatible. They cannot be reconciled one to another. So people can say what they like and there are all kinds of people. Now, let me tell you what I do. I'll tell you what I do. I go back to the original Mm -hmm. crit theorists. Okay, I go back to the original critical theorists, critical race theorists, and I read their intent. Okay, so I'm not going off what people today say. No, you see, it's really this. So like when you take um, and you take the church in Acts, stop, stop. You're going to tell me you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me that the (laughs) apostle stood up and employed critical race theory. For the feeding of the widows. You're going to. Is that what you're telling me? You're going to tell me. That Marxism. Was employed. In the feeding. And the distribution of food for the widows. And the and, and aiding the widows. Come on man. Come, come on man. So you got people who try to Christianize it. And find soft. You know. Hypnotizing ways. To. to you know. Seduce you. But I'm like nah. I've already. I've read the documents. I know exactly what they mean. I know exactly where they want to go. And it's antithetical to the faith. It is antithetical to the faith. 
so no I, I man I'd be very careful of a church that begins adopting be the bridge Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio we'll be right back I believe God sent the saints around the world to tell the people about his name that his son was slain so that we could be forgiven there's eternal life for believing and repenting with that in mind I'm called to go with that in mind I'm called to go it's deeper than hard bars and track body and flows my passion too big for this little body to hold it's to see the people's hearts turn from their folly and droves bodily growth quality over quantity though what the economy know my cup still runneth over though the lord know the fall's coming like the summer's over the cinematic no screen give them sun exposure not excluding anyone knowing we were once supposed don't be scared of the wares in the house gotta finish like kobe in the air with the file that's amazing with the vessels he prepared for the plow that's a bonus with the bonus that we're heirs to his crown everlasting all of his fullness yet the earth is his his love for us the only reason is worth to live astonishing we experience who I was born in Minneapolis in 1985. We called the North Side home at that time, 18th and Queen. When I was two years old, my father was shot and killed. My mother wasn't able to take care of me, so I was raised by my grandparents. They told me that if I was going to change my life for the better, education was the answer. So I worked hard in school. I got into Hamlin University and earned a college degree, first in my family. Then I went on to earn a master's in education from St. Mary's University of Minnesota. I am living proof that no matter your start in life, quality education is a pathway to success. I want the same success for our children in our communities. That's why in 2015, I was a founder of Black Lives Matter in St. Paul. I believe the organization stood for exactly what the name implies. Black lives do matter. However, After a year on the inside, I learned they had little concern for rebuilding black families, and they cared even less about improving the quality of education for students in Minneapolis. That was made clear when they publicly denounced charter schools alongside the teachers' union. I was an insider in Black Lives Matter, and I learned the ugly truth. The moratorium on charter schools does not support rebuilding the black family, but it does create barriers to a better education for black children. I resigned from Black Lives Matter after a year and a half, but I didn't quit working to improve black lives and access to a great education. Today, I serve as the president and executive director of Minnesota Parent Union. We're dedicated to helping parents move their children from failing schools to successful schools. It's hard work, and we're up against forces that don't want us to succeed. But success is possible. Just look at me and the hundreds of children and families we've helped to pursue a great education, break the chains of poverty, and lead a life of success. Mm. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday mm-hmm. edition. I played that for you, Brad. I just, I wanted you to be able to hear that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's one of those stories where you go, okay, you've got an insider, a former insider mm-hmm. uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement saying what we've been saying all along that this is a front organization, right? This is this is a front organization. This this organization is uh, not what it claims, yeah. and and we've been saying it for a long time. And I think we just have to keep saying it. And so to your point about, um, I, I did you say your niece? 
I think I can't remember exactly who it is in your life that is kind of like, I don't want to work through Black Lives Matter, but maybe there's something else. Listen, I would say maybe to the point that Mr. Turner made in this video, if there's something that you feel like you need to do, uh, prayerfully try to do that work through your church, which is what God intends Christians to do, be equipped for the work of ministry through the church, right? Work through your church or maybe start an organization of your own, but you don't need to hitch yourself to things that are antithetical to That's the faith. Right. That's right. So, and I, and I'll say this, there's some uh, people that I trust. They're in our, uh, we call it the Churban, um, who put out a couple of links to a couple of organizations. And one of them I heard of, one of them is uh, Every Black Lives, Black Lives Matters. Mm -hmm. That's an organization, but there's also an organization called uh, uh, the Center for Biblical Unity. And there were yeah. people pointing to this as having, you know, some things in it that might be might be helpful. So, OK, no, that's good. You know, I've been hearing about the second organization that you mentioned. And so I need to look into that. Um, I forget the name of the founder. Do do I think I need. But there's I've been seeing things here and there. And so I need to research that because that's what we want to do. We want to support people who are doing biblical work. Yeah, that's what we want to do. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Elvin in Mississippi. Hi, Elvin. Hey, it's Elvin. Hey, yeah. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no um, problem. I don't want to take up too much time, but so quickly, you know, we we don't agree on a lot of the same things. Uh, mm -hmm. But you guys seem like fine folks, and we appreciate y'all. Uh, we listen to y'all in our household. Um, <clears throat> Now, I wanted to talk about this the other day, but I couldn't get through. I was listening to y'all's assessment on uh, Barbara Walters interviewing that administrator of the mega church. Wait, Barbara Walters? Oh, I, I think he means Savannah. And I think he's talking uh, about, you know, okay. I'm sorry. You're, you, you mean Savannah Guthrie and the Hillsong pastor? Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay. okay, go right okay. ahead. Uh, no problem. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, my apologies. It was uh, it, my understanding was that y'all thought it was illogical for them to question, uh, for her to question him on the grounds that he wasn't living up to the uh, Christian values because uh, that she was coming from a place that was not, uh, you know, uh, accepting those same standards. Is that is that accurate? Are you saying that that's what we were saying? Yes, ma'am. That's where I. That's how I took it. Okay. Yeah. No, I was saying that that's an embarrassment. When you have people who oh, don't okay. fear God right. and then they hold pastors to a biblical standard, they're only doing that to make a point. They're only doing that to skewer the person that they interview. I'm saying that that's an embarrassment. But this is one of the things that we are warned about in the scriptures that we're supposed to walk uprightly so that people don't blaspheme the name of the Lord. But but go ahead. Well, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I mean, do you not think it's fair to if somebody doesn't hold your standard to at least try and hold you to your standard, even if they don't adopt it themselves, just to make sure you're consistent? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, they yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, sure they can. Okay. Well, I mean, I just hear I listen to a lot of the the radio talk on this and uh, this uh, this station, and it just seems there's a lot of a lot of talk about how there's no real moral grounds for people who don't don't believe and uh i feel like it's perfectly consistent to have those grounds or not even need grounds but to have values that you know we can agree on even if we disagree on some of them uh and to be able to hold each other accountable at least to our own standards even if we don't adopt each other's values so i don't think it's unfair to look at somebody who claims to be a christian and doesn't act the way the uh the, the gospel reads 
uh, just like it would be fair of you to look at me who says, you know, I don't share those values, but I have these values. If I'm not living up to them, you know, even if they contradict your values, it's not unfair for you to hold me to account for what I said in the past and what I'm doing now. Yeah, no, no. I think let me let me say this, Elvin. I think you may have misunderstood the point that we were making. And the reason I say that is because what you're saying is the point that we were making. Right. That's what we were saying. Yeah. What we're saying is okay. look at what this woman is doing. She is using the word of God while not actually mentioning the word of God, but she is using the word of God to hold this pastor to the standard of God. That's an embarrassment for the Christian. That, isn't that? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, isn't the reason she's doing that is because that's the standard he claims to have. It don't really matter what she believes. She's trying to yes. question if he's holding up, living up to the standards yeah. that, yes. that Amen. he says. That's right. Yes, that's yes. right. Yes. We we agree on okay, that. Okay, well, I guess, my, I guess my misunderstanding is I don't see why it's, it, 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 I don't see what, what, it, what, it, how is it embarrassing for her to do that? Even No, if not for her. It's, it's embarrassing no, no. for him. It's for, uh, it's embarrassing for him. It's, it's embarrassing oh, for the Christian. Oh man! Well, I really I apologize, guys. I, I caught like four, I caught about thirty minutes of, and I thought that's what y'all were saying, and I oh, usually man. find y'all so agreeable, and I was just real confused about it. Well, all right. Hey, I appreciate y'all taking time to answer my question. I hope y'all Absolutely. have a good day, and thanks for having me on. All right, yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem. Hey, look, and I thank you, Alvin. I appreciate calls like that. Like I'm, I think that's great for you to. You, communicate to us what you thought we were saying and look even if we would have disagreed it's okay that you say well i disagree with you like that's that we're still if we're in the same family we're still in the same family even yeah. after the disagreement yeah. but yeah no i appreciate being able to bring some clarity no so oh, yeah. so we agree with what with what you're saying and and we thought i hope i'm gonna have to go back and listen i i hope that that's what we were saying as well that it's embarrassment to us as the Christians who have the standard when we fail and we miss it. And those who don't have the standard can clearly look at our documents and see that there is a standard. Right. And then they can mm -hmm. say, Hey, you guys are missing the mark. So anyways. Yeah. Okay. Thanks Alvin. I appreciate you calling. Will the great, where do we go? Let's go to Nancy in Texas. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Addison. How are you? Hello. Great. Hi. Um, let me go ahead and get started with this. I don't want to take up too much time. I have a nephew who has been working for this company by the name of BCFS, and he has found out that a lot of the contractual um, stuff that's going on in that agency has to do with illegal aliens, these minor children that are being housed and then moved, and then there's different call centers that are allowing for sponsors to go ahead and, um, you know, just um, take over and become parents to these children. And what we're concerned about in Texas is the illegal migration that continues without a stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at is, how can an agency, um, Baptist Children's um, Shelters, be involved in hmm. this kind of illegal contracting with Health and Human Services and yet state that they are a nonprofit, they are there to help um, the community and hmm. help when it comes to all these other events that are going on in the Texas borders? Um, they're probably one of the largest paid entities, 
via the health and human service contracts in the millions. They are probably one of the largest who own this contract now. And yet their recruiting is that they are recruiting young people and older people to work and employ as contractors in the legal migration, housing, and removing and placement of all of these children throughout the United States. Mm. Man, you know, Nancy, I got to tell you, I'm not sure I understand all of the intricacies of what you just communicated, but I, I will tell you what my first understanding is by way of anecdote. All right. So let me tell you what I understand by using this this uh, story that I want to tell you. OK, so my late sister who um, who passed in February of last year was working for a company where that company was contracted by the federal government. And in that company, they were stealing from the federal government. And my sister went to her superiors and where she she caught this, she discovered it. And my sister, as a Christian, said, this is wrong. This is illegal. She took it to her supervisor who said, oh, it's not it's not a big deal. Don't it, 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 it's OK. I approved it. So my sister was conflicted and my sister could not ignore this. And so she became a whistleblower. My sister was fired, by the way. (laughs) Six months later, she was fired. Okay, just, oh, we're downsizing kind of a thing. Um, I tell you that to say sometimes Christians have to do radical things, right? And, and, And sometimes... Christians have to suffer the consequences of that when there are things that are happening that are illegal and unethical. We have to make tough decisions. That was a really, really tough decision for my sister to make. And she did suffer for it. But her conscience was clear because she did what she felt the Lord wanted her to do. Hmm. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Maggie in Michigan. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, I just had a quick question. It refers to your discussion about Etsy. I think it was last week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I have an Etsy shop that I run. And after you had talked about it, I'd heard about it also in the news, and I have um, kind of a conflict going on of trying to figure out uh, that's like the predominant place where I sell my mm. handmade stuff, but... I don't know of an alternative. So, I mean, it's a great platform in order to sell that, but they're also doing a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with. Yes. So I don't know if you guys know of any alternatives or um, if you have any thoughts on a direction to go. It kind of goes along with the last caller of having to make um, difficult decisions and going forward with that. Yeah, Maggie, man, I I hear you. I feel the weight of what you're communicating too, by the way. Um, even just as what Nancy communicated, man, that's these things are really weighty issues. I will say if you are, and I don't have time to go into it again, but if you are familiar with what Etsy is doing and with what Etsy has done, um, as far as booting um another Christian seller off their site because of strong Christian views. 
Um, I think that's where we have to go to the Lord and, and, and ask him if this is where we're to house our shop. I can tell you, I don't know right off the top of my head of another site like Etsy. Maybe some of our listeners know we can collect that information and share it. We're out of time until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.